Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jordan Biddle, and welcome to the Cincinnati Reds Fan Podcast. So the Reds, over the weekend, get the series win against the Cubs. They win two out of three. They win the first game, lose the second, which I did go to the second game. Um, Unfortunately, they got shut out, and it was the most annoying game I have ever been to in my entire life, by the way. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the third game, they um, it should have been a blowout, but the, the, the last inning with Rossella Iglesias struggling a little bit, um, it was kind of expected, honestly, but we, we, we still won by uh, a good two runs. Uh, it was a good thing that we got, we got those insurance runs yesterday, uh, top of the, or the, 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 um, the, the bottom of the eighth. Um, it, it was very clutch. Uh, if we didn't get those insurance runs, then we probably would have lost. So that, that was that was huge on the uh, offense for the Reds. That's what type of offense that I want. That's the type of offense that we need. Um, and, and, and we got to keep it going with, with that type uh, of offense because uh, we're, we're coming up against uh, a not very good pitching staff, yet again against Milwaukee, and our offense needs to be on point. Uh, straight up, if our offense is on point, we're going to have a good series. If it is not, we're going to have a bad series. Plain and simple. The, the, the Reds pitching will mostly uh, take care of, of what it needs to, uh, to take care of. Um, I mean, the Reds have not been blown out this year. They have not been, like, beaten, like, 15-2 to two or something stupid, you know? Uh, it hasn't happened this year. Why? Because the Reds pitching has been really good. Um, now, the, the, the bullpen against the Cubs these last three games... Have been has been pretty pretty horrible if you ask me. So uh, we've just fixed that up a little bit. Um, get, uh, let's get some dubs today. All right, we got Milwaukee today. Um, I believe that Mally is on the mound, and they have somebody uh, somebody I've never heard of on the mound. Uh, let me check real quick. Hopefully, I can pull this up quickly. Uh, oh man. Okay, so they got Hauser. I don't. I honestly don't know if he's been in the league for a while. Let me check out his stats real quick. So his career. Okay, yeah. He his career ERA is two point nine two through twenty six games. Oh, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm, that's not bad for sure. Um. His average, his average pitch is 94.5 miles per hour, so I, I, I bet he's he'll be throwing like 96 or 97, probably probably um, mid to high 90s uh, with his fastball. Um, so it's gonna be a tough one for the Reds. And then we got Malley on the mound. Uh, it's just it's always a 50-50 with Malley, man. I mean, he could have a really good outing, or he he could have a really bad outing. Um, we really need to develop this guy more. Um, talking about Ty- Tyler Malley here. Um, and it is very pivotal for, for the Reds to, to, to develop this young guy. I, 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 I've said it, said it over and over that he needs to go down to AAA and to develop a little bit more. I mean, 
That is the 110% truth. He, he is not, I mean, he's ready for the majors, but at the same time, he's not going to help out the Reds as much as they're wanting him to at currently. Now, in the near future, if they develop him, develop him a little bit more, that, that, that might be the case. But they, they have to develop the guy a little bit more. I mean, uh, Major League experience is probably helping him out, but it's not helping the team out very much because he, he, he's going to lose more than he's going to win. Um, unfortunately. But, but anyway, uh, so I went to the second game. Um, of this series against the Cubs, had a good had a big chance to win the series early, and then go for the sweep. But but um, um, Quintana, for some reason, the Reds could not catch or catch um, hit Quintana to save their lives. And they've struggled. I mean, they struggled against Quintana before and earlier in the year, which I don't understand why the guy isn't that good. He throws like a 92. Um, I don't know if it's because he throws so slow or or, or what, but um, um, it was a it wasn't a fun game to watch, especially um, when when there's uh, more Cubs fans than Reds fans at, at at your home stadium. I mean that was absolutely horrible. Uh, half of them flipping drunk out of their minds, so they don't even know what was going on. I I, I guarantee. I mean there was a guy. They're rooting for the Cubs with a flipping Yankees shirt on. I mean, it's just—it's just so dumb. They—they the only reason why they like the Cubs is because they won the, the the World Series a couple years ago. It makes no sense to me. Some fans from some uh, Reds fans have transferred transferred over to the to Cub to the Chicago. I mean, that makes literally zero sense to me. And when. Javier Baez hit that grand slam. I, I swore I was at Wrigley Field. That place erupted. Like it, it was insane. Uh, and and I, and you know what? You can ask my fiance. You can ask her straight up. I literally said, as soon as David Bell went out there and Zach Duke came in, I'm, I said, if Zach Duke comes in, he's going. There, somebody's going to hit a home run off of him. I mean, nobody hit a home run off him, but he walked a guy on four pitches, walked, I think, Anthony Rizzo, if I'm not mistaken, and then um, Jared Hughes gave up a, a grand slam to to uh, Javier Baez. I'm not sure how Javier Baez hit that pitch. Don't ask me how. That thing was at his feet. It was like a sinker going down low at his feet, and he took it opposite field. I mean, that was just amazing uh, hitting by Javier Baez, although I do not like that guy whatsoever, the cockiest flipping player in the major leagues, uh, and the, and uh, you know what, Puig shut him up, <laughs> Puig actually absolutely shut him up, uh, the Reds shut him up, uh, the Reds are now 6-3 against the, the Chicago Cubs this year, but um, yeah, I mean that really doesn't matter unless you, you're, you're, you're actually winning other games against um, worse teams, like, like aka the... Um, the Angels, or, or uh, having uh, winning two games uh, uh, in a four-game set, the two first games in a four-game set against Milwaukee, and then losing the next two. 
You can't do that. You gotta win the you gotta pull it out and win the series. You have to. There's no doubt about it. You know, I mean uh, big mistakes, big mistakes. It's not like they're small mistakes. They're big mistakes. Um, and the Reds uh, lose two to the Angels, and then the Angels like lose like three in a row after that. I mean, it's really horrible. It, it, it's it's embarrassing, honestly. But the Reds can't uh, they they can't put a little win streak together, and it, and it sucks. It really does. They have one of the hardest um, schedules in the in the. Um, the majors, and um, you know what? It, it's showing. It really is, and it, and it, it sucks. Um, I I still don't understand how the Pittsburgh Pirates are keeping up with the, this division. They were they were like really down low there for a while, but they went on some type of win streak again. They'll they'll go on their little loose losing streak again here soon. But they, they, that winning streak, man. I, with the Pirates, it just gets on my flipping nerve. They're not that good. They really aren't. You know, I think they won two out of three against Houston, and the Reds swept Houston um, um, three games. It's it's embarrassing that the Pittsburgh Pirates are keeping up with the Reds. I, they're they're above the Reds. You know, um, the the Reds are a lot better team than Pittsburgh Pirates are, and I think the Reds are a lot better team than than. Um, all the teams in the NL, NL Central, when they're on their game, I mean, clearly, you know, um, I mean, even if we won one game against the Angels, at least just one game, I mean, we'd be sitting, what, <coughs> like 38 and, or 39 and like 42 or something, three games back of 500, like, that's not horrible at all. Um, so, uh, it, it's, it's really, it's really frustrating for the Reds. Um, but what can you do? You, I mean, you really can't do anything. The Reds have got to come out on Milwaukee. And they have got to win three out of four. There is no doubt in my mind they can do it. They just have to execute. They have to execute. I think the... If I'm not mistaken here, if I, if I can guess this correctly, yeah, the the it's gonna be Woodruff and Castillo for the fourth game, um, and Castillo has really struggled against Milwaukee this year. I mean, the Reds. Let's see here. Let, let's see. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers have two pitchers, almost three pitchers with ERAs above four. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind the Reds should be scoring five-plus run against uh, against these guys. No doubt. You know? Um, but we're, we're going to have to see what happens. So, um, I, am, I am really hoping that the Reds can actually do something here against... Um, Against Milwaukee, but it's nothing. It's nothing that you can promise, if that makes sense. You know, I mean, Milwaukee could sweep the Reds just like that. They could. The Reds could sweep Milwaukee just like that. You don't know. You just don't know. This 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 division is so damn competitive. 
that you don't know what's going to happen. All these teams are almost, almost just as good as the other is. Besides Pittsburgh, I don't, I don't understand how they're even still in it. Uh, they're pitching, I guess. Uh, their pitching might be good. I have no clue. I have not a clue. But their hitting isn't that great. I mean, people are probably looking at the Reds like, well, damn. The Reds hitting sucks. No, they don't. They really don't. And, I, and I've had people uh, say that, actually. I have had people say that to my face. They really don't suck. Did you see what they did to to, to, um, to um, Chicago that last game? I mean, they put up 14 runs throughout through a three-game series, right? So that's about what, like four and a half runs a game. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, of course, they got shut out that second game, right? I mean, this series is a prime example of what's going on with the Reds. All right, yeah, win 6-3. Great game. All right, get shut out. Like, what? Are you serious? I mean, we had plenty of opportunities to to get some runs in that game. But we didn't. We just didn't. And then we come back with an eight spotter the next day. I mean, it's just a prime example of what the offense has been for the Reds this year. Again, the Reds are looking for a controllable hitter, meaning I have no clue what that means. I have not a clue what they're looking for. Another second baseman? Maybe to replace Scooter Jeanette if they don't sign him? I don't know. I have no idea. Shortstop? Outfield? I don't know. I don't know what they're looking for. I think the Reds' offense is perfectly fine. Maybe get a first baseman because Joey Votto's getting on. I don't know. Joey Votto's been hitting, flipping the cover off the ball lately. So I don't know what the problem is. I mean, that's another thing that's been pissing me off. Oh, Joey Votto's done. He's done, man. He's totally done, bro. He sucks now. I mean, his power's gone. I mean, I mean, he can't hit the ball. He can't see the ball very well because he's 30, what, 36? I mean, the guy, the guy's batting 270. What are you talking? That is above average. The guy is still a Hall of Famer. He has one of the best eyes in history. He knows the strike zone probably better than any baseball player in the history of baseball. You know? I mean, the the guy gets on base, and that's what produces runs. That's why I like Nick Senzel. I mean, he's nothing like a Joey Votto yet, but the guy, he's a rookie, for one. A rookie that can hit, hit for power, and he can watch, he can look at the ball. He knows the strike zone. And that's only going to get better for Nixon Zell. 
He's only going to get stronger. One year, he's going to have a 30 home run year. And I mean, he. I can see why now the, 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 the Reds were so highly... Um, um, so high on, on uh, Nick Senzel. I, I can see why now. The dude's an absolute stud. He His defense has been really solid, and that's only getting it better as well. I mean, when in high school, when when um, when they needed me in the outfield, I was I was originally a, a third baseman. Um, a third baseman, but they had no outfielders. So, I mean, they had outfielders, but they they, they they didn't have really good defensive outfielders. So they had to put me in the outfield. And that was my junior year when that happened. So when that happened, I only progressed from there. And I got real, my senior year, I, I was like, I was a top defensive player. There's no doubt about it. I'm not trying to brag here. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that I'm some type of all-star, college, collegiate, Division One player because I'm. I'm not. I'm 100 not. I chose not to go to college, but I, I. I developed into a really good defensive outfielder. The reason why they put me in the outfield is because of my reaction time. I was used to it at third base, and I think that's the reason why they put Nixon out there, because of his reaction time, and he's been really good. He hasn't been uh, Billy Hamilton, but I'm sure he could probably get there. I mean, it doesn't take long to become a, a, a good defensive uh, outfielder. It really doesn't. If you work at it a little bit, it, it doesn't. You, you can't be afraid to die for a ball, though. That's the one thing I, I couldn't stand when I played ball. Is when there was a little blooper in the right field, left field, center field. And then the ball drops about three feet in front of... Two or three free feet in front of the, the, the outfielder. And they don't want to die for the ball. I, I don't understand that. I mean, you see that in the pros a lot, too. They don't want to die for the ball. They're, they're scared it's going to get past them. I mean, nine times out of ten, when you die for the ball, you're, going to, you're still going to stop it. You're still going to stop it. I mean, that that's one that's one quality I always had was it was good defense and. If you're going to get to the next level, you have to have good defense. If you're going to start, you have to have good defense. Unless you're hitting 800 with 30 bombs, in that case, you're going to the pros right away. But you you, you have to have good defense if you want to make it to the next level. Unless you're just going for a DH, which I don't. There's no quality in that. I mean, if you if you you're a catcher and you got Gold Glove defense and you can bat 250, you're an automatic professional. You're you're automatic. 
know? So, I mean, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about this for, but <laughs> um, anyway, on, on to the Reds uh, again here. I was, I think I was talking about uh, Joey Votto, how people were talking about how Joey Votto is washed up. I, I'm telling you right now, he's not washed up. He's not going to be washed up for a couple years. I mean, I think they do need to start looking into uh, maybe drafting a first baseman or something, though. Which they'll probably get um, towards the middle round of um, of the of the draft next year, of uh, the first round next year, um, which is kind of going to suck. But um, it is what it is. We got we got Nick Lodello this year, which um I mean which was the the, the, the top pitcher in the in the in the in the draft. So that definitely wasn't a bad pick at all. But um. But anyway, people talking about how Joey Votto's washed up. I I want you guys, the, whoever thinks that Joey Votto's washed up, I want you to walk up to Joey Votto and tell him that. I guarantee he looks at you and walks away. And if he does say, say something to you, he's going to say, watch me prove you wrong. Guarantee. You are, I mean, you're absolutely dumb if you think Joey Votto is washed up. He's hitting better than anybody in the uh, in the league right now. I mean, his average might not be over 300. Oh, and that's because he had a really, really, really slow start, just like everybody else that has on this team. Not to mention, uh, Yasiel Puig has been hitting the ball, too. I mean, all of these guys, I am expecting them to have a average season after the set once the second half starts I'm telling you right now guys this this Reds team is going to come out come out hot I'm telling you especially if we make a big trade or make a make a big uh, signing or uh, get a, get a signing or something I don't know you know I mean I don't know what's going to go on at the straight deadline. And I keep thinking about this. I keep looking stuff up. I, I don't know what's, what they're thinking. I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I have no information about that. I wish I did. 100%. But they have to start thinking about something here. they got to start making moves. they got to start talking to some teams. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be an overnight thing. But I'm hoping... That they can get someone good, actually good, not, not some dumb trade. You know. So um, I don't know, but it's um, it's, it's something very exciting to think about that the Reds are actually sticking around. Uh, they're only five and a half games back of, of uh, first place. Um, and Milwaukee is in first place now, so we got another first place team coming into town after the Cubs lost to the Reds yesterday. So I, I can't tell you how many times the Reds have played the first place team this year um, between like the, the, the Cardinals and, and Milwaukee and the Cubs and, and Pittsburgh. I mean, they're all been they all been in first place at some point besides the Reds. So and then and then we got like the other other teams. We beat the Atlanta Braves. Uh, we, we we swept the uh, the, the Houston Astros. I mean. We've been so good against against the the, 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 the high tier teams 
but so bad against the, the really bad teams. It, it, it just puts... It messes with my mind. I can't stand that. How are you going to do that? How? I don't understand it. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't happen. You cannot beat these high-tier teams and lose to these little piv- uh, piddly um, under 500 teams. I know we're under 500, but we're not supposed to be under 500. The Angels are supposed to be at 500 or under 500. They have some fantastic players, and I'm not bashing on their players, especially their offense. Their offense is amazing. It's their flipping pitching. They're pitching. You're not going to win anything with, with bad pitching. Which I don't understand why the Angels aren't getting that through their flipping minds. They're signing all these big offensive guys, Upton and Pujols and Trout and, and Shea, uh, Shohei Otani. But they're, 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 they're signing guys like Matt Harvey. They, they look like the Reds. They look like the flipping Reds. That's horrible. That's not a good thing. You know? I mean, if there were if there was another team I was going to root for, it would be the Angels or, or the Braves. I've always like I've always enjoyed watching the Braves, especially in the playoff season. Their home, their home crowd when they're at home is unreal. With the with the axes and the whoa, that's so cool. I think that's the coolest thing in playoff sports. I, it's amazing. I love it. I would hate for the Reds to go against Atlanta Braves in the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, I'd hate it. I'd absolutely hate it. I mean, the Atlanta Braves have a, uh, have a good chance to, to uh, make a uh, World Series run this year. They're really good. Their offense is probably a top... They're easy, I think they're a top three in the, in the major leagues, their offenses. Brady Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Acuna. I mean, Acuna is developing into a, 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 fan, a phenomenal player. And he only broke out into the league last year. I mean, there's, I mean, that Austin Riley kid, Dansby Swanson. I saw something the other day, and I know I'm not talking about the Reds here, guys, and I'm sorry, but I just like baseball all around, you know. I'm not, I'm not just a Reds fan. I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. But I saw something the other day that said Austin, uh, Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson the last week have had the lowest average of any um, of any uh, teammate on on the Atlanta Braves, and they're batting 290. I'm like, what? That's the lowest? They're batting 290, and that's the lowest? Ad- are that's insane? Imagine if the Reds could do that, we'd be undefeated. Swanson and Austin Raleigh batting 290 in, in a week, in one week, or it might have been like a month or something. I don't, I forget what it said, but and that's the lowest average you have on the team. Oh my god! <coughs> Excuse me, but that's just it's just ridiculous. I, I could only, I wish that the Reds, which I'm not saying I hate the the. Um, the team that we have, the offense, and the, and the position players that we have, but only if we could swap the numbers that the Atlanta Braves, and I know that the Reds can put those numbers up, they're just not doing it, they're not, they're not playing good at the same time, 
playing good at the same time was like yesterday. Anthony DiScalfani pitching a phenomenal game, which we're going to get into that here in a second, which I'm pissed off about, by the way. Anthony DiScalfani pitching a phenomenal game and probably could have gone another inning or maybe two innings. Pitching a phenomenal game. And then the Reds' uh, offense exploding for eight runs. I mean, that is playing good together. And you're going to win 90% of those games, or 90% of games, when you're playing that, that like that. That's what we need. Of course, the, the bullpen was really shaky yesterday, which, which uh, wasn't exciting whatsoever to watch. But... It, it, it's it's it needs to happen more often. That needs to happen more often. So um, we're gonna get into the Anthony's Discafani here. The guy was absolutely cruising. Yeah, he's gonna give up a hit here or there, which is fine as long as you get out of the inning. Most of the hits were coming off of two outs, and he didn't give up any home runs. Holy good God, man! That, that was that was good. That was something very exciting to see. But David Bell decides to take out Anthony Scalfani. He was cruising, 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 uh, cruising through six innings and giving up zero runs. And he takes him out at 73 pitches. Like, I know the analytics say the third time through the lineup, they're like 30% more of a chance to get more runs off your pitcher. I don't care. When Lorenzo comes in there and gives up three runs, that doesn't matter anymore. That has zero. Like, you're up four to nothing. Keep the guy in. He's doing good. Now, if there is zero outs and two guys on or something, that's when you bring in a reliever. But the guy was cruising. Cruising. I think he uh, pinched head for him with like two outs and a guy on or something. That makes no sense. That is literally ridiculous. The definition of the word ridiculous. I was, I mean, I didn't know he had only 73 pitches when he took him out. I'm like, all right, six innings, no runs. That's a phenomenal start by DiScalfani. But then my friend texted me and said, yo, did you know DiScalfani got taken out with 73 pitches only? I was like, what? I was like, are you serious? So I did, uh, I looked it up and he was right. I was like, what in the world? I was like, is David Bell uh, delusional? Is he high or something? Was he down at the clubhouse a little smoking or something or I don't <laughs> I mean there's that's just that's just un, unreal. No nobody else is gonna do that. Not a single other I mean I bet Joe Mann's over there scratching his head like what in the world's going on here? I mean that's just I mean one, Anthony DiScafani is a guy who says like Well whatever we need to do to win, but dude, he's cruising. That guy was absolutely 
I mean, making the right pitches, striking a couple batters out, you know, getting pop flies, ground balls, you know, and they weren't hitting them that hard either. I mean, it wasn't like anything like dangerous, if that makes sense. I think it was, it, it was a really weird move. I mean, we still won. But when Michael Lorenzo comes in and gives a three runs, that 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 analytic bull crap doesn't matter anymore. These Scalfani probably could have gone at least seven without get without giving up a single run, and then you could could have uh, saved uh, Lorenzo for the next two innings, and then Iglesias if you wanted to for the last inning. And then you could have saved a reliever from from pitching, you know? Uh, it's just um, it's a struggle sometimes. It's a, it's a real struggle. But, um, I mean, it's not, it's not a uh, huge deal because we got the W. But um, I hate seeing that happen to a, um, to a, a red starter. I really do. That sucks. I'd be pissed off. I mean, like Tyler Malley said, he doesn't get a, get a lot of chance to go in and uh, in, in far into games because of uh, David Bell's decisions like that. Of course, Tyler Malley sometimes gives up um, uh, early runs, but I mean, sometimes I don't blame him. I don't blame him for sure. But um, but yeah, the uh, the Reds have Milwaukee Brewers tonight. Uh, I think it was seven o'clock. If I'm not mistaken, let me check. So to make sure what's uh, if I'm right on the time. Actually, I might. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to look because my freaking internet sucks right now. Yeah, I can't. I can't check. Uh, I'm driving off the road here. Um, but anyway, the Reds have Milwaukee. Um, Mally is on the mound. We gotta win this game, man. We have got to win this game it is so pivotal if the Reds can win this series I mean we are we've just won five we just went five or two I guess the first and second place team in our division I mean we just gained three games that's huge but we gotta win we gotta win I mean if we split the series We've gone four and three, which isn't horrible, but it's not going to get us to the playoffs type of type of thing, you know. So uh, the Reds have got to win uh, this series. It's 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 extremely uh, it's an extremely valuable series, and we got to take advantage of uh, the Milwaukee pitching that has been absolutely horrible, especially their starting pitching. So. Um, so yeah, um, that's all I got. So um, you guys, thank you for subscribing. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for all the support you guys have. Um, or I get. Um, go to my Twitter, guys. Uh, Jbidds37. That is J B I D D S three seven. Follow me. Uh, message me. Ask some questions. I I will come back to the podcast. And I will uh, answer them, uh, answer them for you for sure. But um, 
but yeah, I appreciate you guys' uh, all your support and stuff. And uh, you guys uh, have a safe and wonderful Monday. Try to get through the day.